want you to know I'm not crying. My eyes are red because I was in the back smoking a joint with Van Damme. And we're back with another episode of I Have Issues. It's your boy Vasos bringing you the issues for the week of April 20th, 2022. That is right, it is 420. And these these books, they're uh, going to go up in smoke. No, not really. But uh, uh, not, a, not a whole lot to choose from this week. You know, a small, relatively small pull list. Um, DC having the most, you know. Only one indie book this week, but we're also going to cover last week's indies uh, at the start of today's show. Uh, and then, you know, just a, a literal a handful of Marvel books. You said just not a not a very busy week for comics this week. Uh, at least for me. Kind of a light week, so uh, yeah. But uh, there's some good ones in here, you know. Kind of a toss-up for pick of the week. Um... But yeah, so like I said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start things off this week. We're going to do the indies from last week and then move on to the indies from this week. So let's go ahead and let's get into the issues. So we're going to start out with last week's indie books. Since this week we have only one indie book, so we're going to start out with last week's. So from Image, we had A Town Called Terror, issue number one. Now the artwork on this was fan-freaking-tastic. Very dark colors, you know, almost a black and white type of a book. But this story made almost absolutely no sense um i didn't get a good feel for what exactly it is they're going for what exactly where the story is you've got somebody that's can resurrect themselves or that's bringing themselves back to life kidnapping their or forcing their son to come back to this town i'm not really sure i'm not picking up what the hell's going on so um I don't know. I don't know if I, if I liked it or not, but it just it didn't hook me. But like I said, artwork fantastic. That is a town called Terror, issue number one. Up next, also from Image, we have King Spawn, issue number nine. Now this was great. Uh, I think had this been uh, had I got this last week, actually on time, this might have won pick of the week, as most of uh, King Spawn does. Uh, but basically, Spawn goes into, uh, the garden, uh, and he faces off with the, uh, not the Oracle, what is, uh, yeah, I guess it is the Oracle, faces off with the Oracle, and her new, uh, little guardian, or Leviathan, whatever it is, I forget what exactly the, the name of it is. But uh, Spawn faces off, and he fights it. Uh, manages to land a few blows and whatnot, but nothing significant. And then Simon comes in to try to help, um, try to kill Spawn. And Spawn basically kind of is like, "Look, I'm not gonna fight you, kid." You know. So him and Simon kind of have a thing, and you know, he kind of is able to somewhat calm him down and then he has a word with Oracle and whatnot. Uh, and so basically she's just telling him, look, Gaia's coming. You need to either take your your, your throne or everyone you know is going to pretty much die <laughs> type of thing. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I dug it. It was really, really cool. 
uh, as most of these issues have. That is King Spawn, issue number nine. Next, we had Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, issue number 18. Um, so this is basically... Uh, Basically, the search for a new uh, the new command center on the Altarian uh, outpost planet, whatever it's this planet where they're made out of water, or primarily of water. And basically, the Rangers were there trying to get it. They find out the inhabitants don't trust the uh, don't trust them, and for good reason, as they find out why. Um, like I said, it was fun. Nothing nothing spectacular. Um, but a good, but a good issue, you know, it definitely was, uh, definitely was fun, it was what you would expect thus far from, uh, from this book. That's Mighty Morphin, issue number 18, and then the last one for last week, we had Noctera, issue number 9, basically this was them, uh, they're surrounded by shades, uh, and by, I guess the other the other bills <laughs> by the other bill like other black top bill basically the other other uh people like bill that are kind of like half shade half human and all this other stuff um and bill's like look you gotta pretty much set me free otherwise everybody's dead here so you're you're better off just uh you're better off just letting me help and reluctantly you know they let him help uh knowing full well that he's probably they're probably going to regret it at some point um, but still, it was a it was a good episode. Or it was a good issue. Uh, a lot of action. So good stuff. That was Noctera, issue number nine. All right, now let's go forward in time, and let's cover this week's indie books. <laughs> And this week's indie book, the lone book for this week, is Mighty, or is actually just Power Rangers issue number eighteen. Uh, so this was pre- pretty much just covering uh, with Jason, uh, Zach, and Trini, and kind of how they're off on this new world, kind of what they're doing, having their. Uh, you know their little adventures and whatnot. Uh, then they get two distress calls and they split up. So Jason and Yale go to one planet, uh, and Trini and Zach go to another. Uh, pretty much, uh, you know, one's a distress call uh, from a lifeless planet. Uh, once they get there, they realize that the ship that it came from is pretty much destroyed. Nobody's there. So they're like, okay, this is not good. <laughs> and they find a small alien baby. So they're able to save him. They, This dragon kind of comes in. They find out why it was sent and what did all the damage. So they save the baby. Meanwhile, uh, Jason and Yale are off on their own. And they're fighting. Uh, he's basically gets stuck with these... Uh, I, th- I think they were the the energy vampires, I believe, um, that Draken at one point was was uh, rolling with, and so they fight them off, and then we see uh, a familiar space ranger, or, or, or a Power Ranger from uh, Power Rangers in Space. So we see a space Power Ranger uh, explains who he is, or he tells them who he is and whatnot. So it was it was fun. That is my. It is Power Rangers issue number eighteen. So also out this week on the Indies from Boom Studios, we've got uh, the Vampire Slayer issue number one, Faithless three issue number three, Magic the Hidden uh, Planeswalker issue number one. Then out from Image this week we have Ice Cream Man issue twenty nine, Homesick Pilots issue fourteen. Slumber, Issue 2. The Good Asian, Issue 10. 
Philadelphia, issue 21. Uh, Bolero, issue number four. The Secret History of Weed. Or The Secret History of the War on Weed, issue number one. 4420, which was funny. Uh, Aerosmith, Behind Enemy Lines, issue four. And Girl Scouts, Stone Ghost, issue number six. All right. Let's keep on going and let's let's pass it on and go to the next set of books. Light week this week for Marvel. Up first, we have Captain America issue number zero. So this is just pretty much just uh, a, I guess the, well, I wouldn't say a one shot, but this is basically just setting up the two, uh, I guess the two Captain America books, one covering Steve Rogers and the other one covering Sam Wilson. Or maybe it's just the one going into Sam Wilson, but I think it's multiple cat books. But anyway, uh, this is pretty much uh, uh, Aram Zero, or is it L- Aram Zero or Elam Zero? I can, ne- or I can never remember how to hell Arnim Zola. I, why did I say Zero? Zola. Anyway, he uh, attacks uh, New York, of course, and his plan is basically he's going to turn everybody into freaking dinosaurs. <laughs> He's going to save uh, humanity and overthrow the United States by turning everybody back into dinosaurs and ruling them. <laughs> so, uh, and he's going to launch this rocket into the sun, which in turn will, I guess, send the chemicals back down as it explodes in the atmosphere, or as the you know the light comes back to Earth as the the sun rays travel, it'll follow it back. And basically, like I said, turn everybody into dinosaurs. So the Caps, you know, Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson go to pretty much stop it. Which, again, it was fine. It was fun. It was a nice, what you would expect out of uh, Captain America. Uh, but it was good stuff. I, I dug it. Artwork was great. Uh, yeah, just, just fun. That is Captain America, issue zero. Up next, we have Doctor Strange, Nexus of Nightmares one shot so this is kind of just a a retelling of dr strange's origin uh and it's basically him doubting himself uh uh, mordo and uh and nightmare end up making a bond together uh they're gonna team up basically to cause uh doubt and strange uh strange to doubt dr strange to doubt himself thus his magic won't hold and basically open up the nightmare dimension so that nightmare can come through into uh <clears throat> to come into the main marvel universe or to come into the real world so he can pretty much have free reign essentially is what it is and uh you know strange does begin to doubt himself uh but then once he realizes or right before he realizes that you know what's going on he starts to get that that he gets his confidence back you know he realizes everything that's been happening in his dreams you know didn't happen it's you know he really is you know he's overcome so much you know he's the sorcerer supreme for a reason so yeah it was fun uh that is dr strange the nexus of nightmares one shot up next we have spider gwen gwen verse issue number two 
So against my better judgment, I picked up this book simply because there was nothing else. <laughs> this week that I had been reading, had started reading, or had interest in reading. Um, yeah, so it, I, I, t- I definitely regret picking this one up. <laughs> um, it's just, man, I got no idea. It's just boring. It was just boring to me. I mean, they find an, uh, the Captain America version of Gwen out there in the multiverse. Uh, and then they end up, in turn, while they're looking for the Captain America version of herself, uh, that being uh, Spider-Gwen, or Ghost Spider, Spider-Gwen and Gwen-Thor, or Thor-Gwen, whatever it is, uh, they find, they're looking for Gwen Rogers, and they find uh, Gwen Wolverine. <laughs> so they all kind of have a fight and whatnot, and before long, they end up joining together. The main reason why this book is boring and to me just bad you have no idea who the antagonist is what's the purpose of coming together what's the reason who who's the one that's that's pulling the strings who's the bad guy who and i don't think it really does that great of a job of explaining that so that's why i'm just or at least if it does it's over my head and i don't you know whatever uh that is spider gwen gwen verse issue two And finally, the best of Marvel this week. We have Wolverine, issue number 20. This is basically just Deadpool trying to to win favor with the mutants and get himself to where he can come on to Krakoa. So he's basically trying to help out, you know, saying, hey, I want back on X-Force. You know, he's trying to help Wolverine out with all this different stuff. These people that are plotting against Krakoa. So it's just funny seeing, you know, Wolverine or Deadpool meeting up with Wolverine and Wolverine like no dude piss off you know and Deadpool's constantly like hey man I kind of saved your ass uh, I'm doing you a favor here so how about you uh, give me that all you know all excess pass to uh to Krakoa because hey man I'd really like to be on Krakoa you know I know I'm not a mutant I mean technically I think should be considered a mutant but I'm not a mutant you know I've tried all these different ways to get on to Krakoa no luck you guys either throw me off or i can't make it um so help a brother out essentially is what it is and uh yeah it was just really really fun like i said this wolverine issue was just his team up with deadpool but it mostly followed deadpool (laughs) which i think made it made it even more fun that is wolverine issue number 20 also out for Marvel this week, we have Hulk, issue number 6. Avengers, issue 55. And Shang-Chi, issue number 11. Alright. One more hit. Let's finish it up with DC. And finishing things up this week with DC up first, we have Batman Superman World's Finest issue number two. So the Doom Patrol are operating on Superman to basically uh, reverse the effects that were done to him with the red kryptonite. Uh, They're operating on him and whatnot. Um, And they're successful at doing so and removing all that. uh, And basically... Batman and Superman decide, okay, look, somebody's, uh, somebody gave Mattello all this other stuff. Uh, there's no way he was able to do this on his own. Uh, so they're basic, uh, so, so then they decide, you know what, let's, uh, let's go ahead and let's start attacking. Uh, or let's, let's go find who's the, who's, who's really behind this. 
So they split up into teams. You know, Robin goes off with Supergirl, and it's like they 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 kind of have this reluctance to go uh, team up to, with each other uh, simply because it looks like they may maybe went out on a date and it didn't go so well. Uh, so they're both kind of bitter. Uh, but yeah, so they go off on their own. Uh, Batman and Superman go off on their own. They end up uh, facing off against Felix Faust. Uh, and Faust has also been, you know, enhanced, if you will, on his magic abilities. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty neat. You know, I, I enjoyed it. It's a nice, fun Batman and Superman uh, team-up story. So, good stuff. That is Batman Superman World's Finest, issue number two. Up next, we have Blue and Gold, issue number eight. This is the finale to the series. Uh, so, Booster and Blue Beetle, they basically find out uh, they're broke. <laughs> you know, they're doing great in the streaming. You know, yes, they're getting funding from the people, but it's not enough. And uh, they're pretty much, their business is going to go under. Blue and Gold Restoration is going down. And uh, just as they're kind of getting ready to pack in shop, uh they're live streaming in the car they don't know it well uh i forget what blue beetle's name or his uh his little droid or robot or drone whatever uh his version of skeets basically ends up turning on him and ends up basically zipping them away uh teleporting them elsewhere and so now they're out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Uh, and they're attacked by Black Beetle, which we end up finding out who exactly Black Beetle is. Uh, Booster then gets this great idea to, hey, you know what? If we're going to fight, we're just going to take this where n- nobody can get can escape. Uh, so they basically go in the prehistoric times with the dinosaurs and whatnot. And so they go off and uh, so they're having a good time. And uh, they, 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 they manage to, to find their way out. They win. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good, fun issue. Uh, nice way to end the series. And it ends on a happy note, you know. They don't exactly go broke. Uh, they find a, a benefactor, if you will, uh, who's kind of making up for, uh, for a previous... Uh, group mistake we'll say that so uh, yeah it was fun that is uh, blue and gold issue number eight up next we have the flash issue 781 this is bring your kid flash to work day Uh, so this is basically just uh, our I guess now flash Wally West uh, basically going to Teen Titan Academy and basically getting uh, Wallace getting Wallace out of uh, school and uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny because you know Wallace is taking his math test and uh, <laughs> so he basically gets him out of this test that, that Roy is running and so it's funny it's so you know gets him out basically takes him around town showing him all these different things and uh, you know Wally's just like, hey man, you know, this is what happened, you know, I, I need help you know, I need you to help me you know, and basically Wallace is a little, he's a little bitter at Barry you know, he's like, hey man, you know Barry just kind of like you know uses kid gloves with me, he doesn't you know, let me help and all this other stuff, it's like he's trying. I know he's trying to protect me, but dude I don't need protection, you know I just need somebody to uh to trick me as an equal as a partner and Wally kind of like look this is what used to happen with me he used to do the same thing and I used to be so excited to help and all this other stuff and you know he was like but this is uh this is what happened one night I went out of control on my own and nothing you know this happened this happened you know nothing happened and then this other night I went out you know and Wally or you know Barry didn't even second guess because he was in the middle of that he just asked for help and said help me and that's what we did he says and so that's kind of what i'm telling you to do right now is just be here and help me (laughs) um so yeah it was it was a nice fun you know team up between the two 
Uh, that is the Flash issue 781. Up next, we have the runner-up for Best of DC this week. Uh, and it was it would have been pick of the week, I think any other week. Uh, but it was a little confused because it, it, it started out with a little bit of confusion for me uh, before it finally corrected itself. It's a nice house on the lake, issue number eight. So, like I said, it had some confusion in there for me because Walter's just hanging out with everybody. Like, nothing happened. Like, they don't know that the world's been destroyed. They know they're there for a reason. They're not really sure why. But, um... But, yeah, again, like, it's no big deal that Walter's in there. Um... (laughs) I just, like I said, I, I don't know why I, I guess I missed this that you know he mind wiped him he did the Jedi mind trick and mind wiped everybody except for Nora Nora's the only one that remembers that uh that Walter did what he did and you know the world is completely destroyed and so you know uh Sarah is basically the who this book is following you know she doesn't remember, but Walter is kind of trying to keep her. He's trying to keep her as close to the vest as he can because he realizes she's starting to ask more and more questions. And it's kind of making him a little uncomfortable. So he's trying to kind of keep keep her at bay, so to speak. And, um, you know, and I think Ryan is kind of the same way. She's kind of wanting to venture out on her own, and she's kind of starting to suspect a little bit more and more, so he's keeping her at a distance. Uh, whereas Sarah, I guess those two have always kind of had a, a bond, a thing for each other, uh, or just this unspeakable bond. And so they know, and he knows, like, okay, I got to do this to keep her from going off too far. Otherwise, you know, whatever. You know, but... Um, yeah, it was, it was a good issue, like I say. Once it finally resolved the fact that... I, in my mind, it resolved the fact that, you know... he mind, I, That he mind-wiped everybody and that... Uh, they don't remember. And that Nora's the only one that remembers. And she's being kept separate from everybody. So... Yeah, it was a good issue. That is Nice House on the Lake, issue number 8. And finally, we have Robin's issue number six. This is the finale to this story. Um, it was okay. <laughs> you know, this this uh, this series as a whole was okay. It started out really good. You know, it started out very very good, and it just it to me it just fell flat. It really did. So basically, Batman goes off on his own. Uh, you know, we were we were to assume that this uh, Jenny Wren. Uh, AJ, as they called her, you know, that she was basically the kidnapping victim of a cybercrime, and she helped, uh, I forget what the guy's name was, that was doing all these things, and Batman, you know, helped him, and she basically killed that guy, she killed him, and Batman could never really forgive her for that, and she kind of threw herself off, uh, he thought killed herself, but come to find out that, you know, it was all an illusion of sorts. Uh, and thus, the other Robins get involved and, you know, end up righting the wrong, saving the day, uh, all that other stuff. It just wasn't, I don't know, it, I just wasn't, I wasn't sold on this this book after a while. I think after the second issue to me is when it kind of really fell off. I mean, you'd have some good stuff here and there. It just, mm, Disappointing because it had a very, very good premise and I, I was really enjoying it the first two issues and then it just, like I said, fell off a cliff. Uh, it pulled up a little bit, pulled the nose up a little tiny bit, but not enough to where I can say it was an enjoyable read. Um, but yeah, uh, that is Robin's issue number six. Also out this week, we have Batman the Night, issue number four. Catwoman, issue number 42. We have Catwoman, Lonely Place of... Lonely Place of Dying, is that what it is? I'm sorry. I 
can't read it right now. Yes, Lonely City. I'm sorry, not Lonely Place of Dying. Lonely City. Catwoman Lonely City, issue number three. Then we have Trials of the Amazon's Wonder Girl, issue number two. Refrigerator Full of Heads, issue six. Wonder Woman Evolution, issue six. Earth Prime, number two, Superman and Lois. And Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, issue 115. And there's one more. This one got pick of the week. It is Nightwing issue number 91. And that is coming to you next. Pick of the week for April 20th, 2022. It's Nightwing issue number 91 by Tom Taylor. We start out with Nightwing and Wally getting fired upon. Antonoli Nizavid, the KG beast, the assassin who put a bullet in my head. Nightwing thinks to himself, This guy damaged my mind so much I lost track of who I was. This guy is the one who took me from the people I loved. It's hard to sum up how much anger I have towards this man. But it turns out, my friends might be even angrier. As Nightwing and and the Flash beat up the thugs that are shooting at them, Wally takes it in amongst himself. He uses his super speed to take down KG Beast as he begins to pummel him. Wally, now saying to KG Beast, I know you can't hear me, but I still want to say this. That will be the last time you ever point a gun at Nightwing. I try not to hold a grudge. I'm a fairly easygoing and forgiving guy. But have you joined, but you have joined a select list of truly terrible people I will never forgive. You tried to murder my friend. You almost succeeded. You took away, you almost took away one of the greatest superheroes and one of the best people I know. So every time you try to step out of line from now on, I will be there to stop you. And I have the time to do it, Antonoli. And I can make more time than most. As KG Beast falls to the ground, Wally then unarms all the other henchmen. Nightwing then thinks to himself, I can see the guns disappearing around me as Flash moves. Everyone is restrained and then disarmed in the blink of an eye. But the Flash and I both miss something. As KG Beast pulls a device out from his from his pocket, Wally says, What what what's that? It's Gotham. That was a contingency in case any bad people showed up. That was the remote trigger for a bomb somewhere in the city. When suddenly, Flash decides he's going to tie him up. KG Beast then says, You have one hour till detonates. So you see, you don't have time to deal with us. People will die unless you find it before... As Nightwing walks over to the van, he says, It's at Gotham Library. How the hell did you know that? As Nightwing says, Well, your van is full of bomb-making equipment, and the library is the last searched location in the van's GPS. Also, I didn't know for sure, but you just confirmed it. Before Nightwing can finish his thought, the flash takes off. Wally says, I'm on it. As Nightwing then approaches KG Beast, he says, Who are you working for, Antonoli? That's not something you will ever get from me, no matter what you do. Nightwing then grabs his mask, pulls it off, and says, Okay, we'll see. KG Beast says, 
You want to see my face when you start torturing me, hero? As Nightwing begins fumbling around in his pockets, he says, No, I just need your face to unlock your phone. As Nightwing then pulls his phone out, using the facial recognition to unlock the phone. The flash comes back. Nightwing then turns over his shoulder and says, How'd it go? The bomb's disarmed, says Wally. Nice work. The Nightwing then says, I need you to take this phone to Oracle. Don't let it lock. Then we'll deal with these. All of these guys. Later, at the home of Wally West. is Barbara, working on the on her computer trying to figure out where the phone message came from. She says, KG Beast? Nightwing says, yeah. Barbara says, are you alright? Nightwing's like, I'm fine. I'm really, I'm fine, Babs. Antonelli's been turned over to GCPD. As Wally says, who were very happy to get their hands on him once they found out that who he kid conspired to kidnap as Barbara says, yeah, I can't imagine Montoya was happy to take someone to try to take Jim Gordon's out, or take out Jim Gordon's daughter. Now all three heroes going over the, the, the phone. Nightwing says, what have you found on it? Barbara says, I found someone working very hard to hide from me and doing a good job as I've ever seen. I don't have a number or a service or a name. It's like KGB has been calling someone who doesn't exist. It's like when he picks up the phone, he says, Someone who doesn't exist? You should see this. I got another message from my sister. La Agent von Brunn. They're a myth. As Barbara begins to type faster. Nightwing says, That's what I thought. That's what Batman thinks. But Damien once swore to me that they're real. Wally confuses. This all feels very ominous and significant, but I have no idea who you guys are talking about. Barbara then turns around and says, La agent from Brun is rumored to be an assassin with every top assassin at their disposal. For the right price, they never miss, no matter who the target is. Nightwing says, A single figure who chooses how a person dies. Like a sommelier of death. Barbara now, looking at the computer, is able to get somewhat of a ping. She says, I wasn't able to get an exact location for the number. But I did narrow it down to a cell tower. Here. Linda Park, sitting at the table, also says, There's a cell tower in the middle of a Central American jungle? Barbara says, No, there isn't. At least... At according, at least not according to any phone companies. But this call came from a cell phone, and it pinged off this location. Wally then looks at Nightwing and says, Well, guess we're off to Costa Rica. Wally then says, walking over to his kids, says, Iris, Jay, we're heading back to Costa Rica. We'll be back later. As Iris says, Okay, Dad, can, can we get a dog? Confused, Wally's like, uh, uh, we'll talk about it later. Walking away, Wally tells the night when he says, I've been an unstoppable force in global, in the front of global threats. Nightwing says, mm-hmm, yeah. Wally continues, but my kids, once they want something, they can wear me down in a way that most powerful villains in the universe have failed to. I want you to know... That if they talk me into a, so much as a goldfish, it's on you. As they walk outside, Wally then looks at Nightwing and says, Piggyback or cradle? Nightwing says, You've traveled in the future. You've met hundreds of flashes. Do none of your descendants ever come up with a better way to carry someone? Now in Costa Rica, Wally carrying Nightwing on his piggyback says, There's a tower. Somewhere in this jungle, there's a potential ruler of assassins. And Nightwing says, or just a person who makes their phone calls. The equally mythical secretary of La Agent Fabrun. 
Nightwing then looks at Wally and says, how do you do this? Wally says, do what? Dick says, leave the house to face potential assassin rulers with everything that threatens your home. Nightwing, or Flash says, well, I look in on Linda and the kids a few hundred times a day. But also, I've never stood in front of the cameras as Wally West and threatened the way of life of terrible, terrible people. I was proud of you, man. I'm sorry I wasn't there when your home blew up. Nightwing says, how could you possibly have been there for that? Wally says, well, honestly, I have been checking in on you every hour or so for a few weeks. Ever since you announced what you were doing. Nightwing confuses, that's stalkerish? Wally interrupts. Nightwing says, oh, it's definitely stalkerish. But it's appreciated. Wally then zooms off and says, okay, I'm going to scout ahead. Nightwing says, be careful. Wally says as he runs away, always. When suddenly there's an explosion in front of Nightwing. He calls out for the Flash. Wally comes zooming back in and says, I'm okay. I found a classic villain lair. But guess what else I found? Landmines? I found landmines. Nightwing then takes his staffs and says, Well, whoever's out here, they know we're coming now. There's no point in hiding. When suddenly, they see a formidable group of assassins. Other mercenaries. Dick thinks to himself, that's a formidable group of killers. But they weren't expecting us. And it's clear they're used to fighting as individuals. Whereas Flash and I, we've been a team since we were kids. As they begin fighting, taking them all down one by one, a helicopter goes to take off. Nightwing turns to Flash and says, Flash! Helicopter! Someone's trying to get away! On it! As Wally zooms off. Flash is moving almost faster than I can track. He doesn't see it at all. Some sort of force field around the compound. And the Flash, he's like a bug on a windshield. As Wally runs into a force field, smashing his head, throwing him backwards, knocking him out. When suddenly, an assassin steps out. With a, with a horn... With horns on its head. A ram mask. They say, The field is designed to stop anything moving quickly. It's mostly designed to protect from projectiles. Like a bullet hitting the water. I'd be lying if I hadn't thought of super speeding heroes when I installed it. I'm glad the Flash took himself out. I really didn't want to have to relocate my operation. And now... I could just bury you both and stay here. Nightwing says, La agent from Brun. Nightwing thinks to himself that she lunges at him with swords. She's fast. Not just fast. She's good. She's a master. There's nothing flashy. No lunge is for appearance or flair. Every strike is designed to hurt, to incapacitate, to damage, to kill. And she's not afraid to fight dirty. She doesn't want a fair fight. As she begins to land blows on Nightwing, a kick to the knee, a punch to the face, a nerve hit. Then, she pulls out a small knife. The blade is small, but I can smell the poison on it. Nightwing is then stabbed in the chest. Her eyes are smiling through her mask. I'm dead. At least, she thinks I am. But the Flash and Mr. Turner built this suit to be stab-proof. And I let her have this one so I could get in close. Nightwing then knocks her out with a punch to the face. Now, he runs over to Flash and says, Flash! Flash! Hey! Can you hear me? You okay, Flash? Oh, what? Oh, what happened? Asked Wally. Nightwing says, "You hit an invisible wall." 
Wally now coming to his senses. That's exactly what it feels like happened. Oh, man. Did we win? Yeah, says Nightwing. Flash then says, Did did you save my life? Nightwing then says, Huh, don't worry about it. Now sitting on the grass, Wally says, Hey, when I was unconscious, I think I was thinking, and it's not easy, balancing it. Worrying, I won't come home. But this is what we do. I know you've lost people, and you're worried about losing more. But you shouldn't let that stop you from you and Babs from being a thing. Nightwing perks up and says, Babs and I... It's complicated. Wally says, It isn't at all. I don't know how two such great detectives can be completely clueless. You already have a puppy, and the same threat of death hanging over you. That's a shared life right there. You both come through a lot of messy, painful stuff, and you both deserve to be happy. Standing up, Wally says, Now, with that off my chest, let's tie these people up and find where Agent von Brun runs things. And bring it all down. As they tie them up and go into the building, Nightwing then begins to tap or type on the computer. He says, Okay, it looks like I can reach Lai-Jen from Rune's whole network. And the people I contact will have no idea I'm not her. Wally says, Great, shut it down. Nightwing says, No. Confused, Wally says, Huh? If you don't stop this, Dick Grayson will still be under threat. Nightwing says, This isn't just about Dick Grayson. This is an entire hidden network of assassins. People who have murdered in secret for years. I don't want them in hiding. I want to use them. Wally, even more confused, says, You what? Nightwing then explains, I want to send them out. Give them jobs all over the world. As we see a couple of assassins on a building rooftop. A sniper and a regular gunman. The other man says, La agent from Brun, confirmation requested for time and place. We have no visual on the targets. When a voice says, actually, I have a visual on the targets. As we see Superman, Jonathan Kent, standing in front of the assassins. We also see Starfire, Aqualad, and Donna Troy, all stopping these would-be assassination attempts. Nightwing continues to explain to Wally, I want to see how many of them take the bait, how many of the world's most wanted we can take down in one operation. Meanwhile, in Bloodhaven, a voice says, Blockbuster. Turning around, Blockbuster says, Lady Shiva, are you here about the Dick Grayson job? Shiva says, No, this is a courtesy. For the first time in generations, Lai-Jent from Brun has been discovered and apprehended. Over 20 top assassins are in custody. One was found dead with his heart removed. Dick Grayson is protected from all, from on high. No one will touch this job. If you want Dick Grayson dead rolling, you're going to have to do it yourself. As Shiva walks away, leaving an angry blockbuster. And that's it, man. Great issue. Like I said, a lot of fun interaction with uh, with Wally and Nightwing. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. I really hope, you know, Dick gets his shit together and, uh, (laughs) him and Barbara get finally get together or get back together. This will, that'll be a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, that is Nightwing issue 91 written by Tom Taylor pick of the week for April 20th, 2022.
And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Nightwing 91 taking it home for pick of the week. Kind of a tough choice, like I said, between uh, Nightwing and Nice House on the Lake. But Nightwing is uh, able to take it down just just a little bit. Just because I had a little bit more fun this week with Nightwing than I did with Nice House. Like I said, Nice House was good. I was confused for the majority of the issue. And then it kind of made sense towards the end. It made me realize what I had been missing. But yeah, still both very, very good books. Uh, You know, like I said, the, the Flash book was fun. That was just a lot of fun, a lot of dumb fun. Uh, between Wally and Wallace. Blue and Gold, you know, ended on a nice, fun note. Uh, World's Finest, good stuff there. Robins was just meh, <laughs> you know. Uh, then on the Marvel side, Wolverine, you know, 20, was the uh, the best of Marvel this week. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Captain America was, was some, some good fun. Uh, Doctor Strange was, was all right. And just, man, Spider-Gwen into the Gwenverse, man, I just, ugh, I cannot get with this book. <laughs> that was my biggest, uh, my biggest reach on that one was just like, well, might as well, I guess I'll just grab it, you know? Yeah. And Power Rangers, of course, was, uh, was a lot of fun. Power Rangers was good. I really, really enjoyed Power Rangers. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of, some good stuff this week, and I, I enjoyed the books we had this week. Be sure to go and like and subscribe on Facebook and Instagram. Both are at i.have.issues.comics. Like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, all that good stuff. And we'll be back next week. We've got a full slate of books next week. So we're going to have a massive, massive list for next week. Anyway, I've been your boy Vasos. We'll see you next week for another episode of I Have Issues.